What up, guys? Welcome back. Apologies for no posting yesterday. So here we are on Sunday, and I have a very special guest today. It's me. <laughs> it's Sam, for those of you who don't recognize the voice. You guys all love Sam. Every episode of his that he's on, or that I've had him on, has been like one of the highest viewed um, every single time. So people love you, and uh, I think I know why. It's because our conversations are pretty genuine, and you're like we're the same people so i think that's why but he's back and today we're gonna do our normal talk so we don't have any subjects we just talk about stuff we'd normally talk about and people seem to love that so we're just gonna go ahead and do that and to kick it off um i think you should start with the story you were just talking about like the masculinity thing oh yeah about so i'll let you give some context uh i was basically what i was explaining to you was um i have like a mutual friend um, with some people, and I usually, like, you know, don't want to say names, I don't want to make anyone upset, but he, it's a weird, it was weird, it was, it's the best way I could explain it to people is just the QAnon, like a QAnon, like, weird, like, doesn't want to be touched by other men, because perceives it as, like, not masculine, which, I mean, like, I don't know, I love giving my friends hugs, and, <laughs> I like, do I mean, it's like, I'm not going to go up to a random stranger and give him a hug necessarily, but like, it's my friend. And, um, it was just a weird situation. Like he actually like hit one of my friends. He tried <laughs> to give him a hug. And like, I just, I don't get that. Like you can be masculine without like having to like carry a gun in your, like have a concealed weapon. And like, to me, like, like I, I've been doing all the boxing and stuff recently, and so it's, like, I feel, like, confident that, like, I, like, miss the old days where, like, people fought, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, in, not, in the least, in the least like, toxic way possible, like, now people just shoot each other and stab each other. Yeah. Like, it was horrible. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Like, I'd much rather someone just kick my ass <laughs> than shoot me. If you had an option. And it seems so insecure to me to, like carry a weapon or a knife it's like i who it was a uh, bill burr who's a comedian from boston was mm. talking about it. he's like in his f- thick boston accent he's like i love boston it's the only place people still fight <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like i mean people i mean i don't know it's just a, that weird perception like you don't have to like carry a gun and you know like not let other guys touch you or like be like so defensive like to be a man that doesn't make any sense to me it doesn't make sense to me i mean i understand typically what it stems from which is just like you said it's insecurity yeah and so it makes them feel stronger if they if they're not touched by a guy or if they have the weapon because i don't know it's a position of power i guess is how they perceive it it's like but it's it's just i don't know like my idea of where our world needs to go in the direction that we're headed like is not good so i think in order to like alter that and go in a different direction is it's about peace and love yeah and accepting people and i understand some people don't like to be touched but but like taking it to a, a different guy, extreme it's yeah not like i don't want to be touched when it's like don't touch me because you're a dude and that's like gay like, yeah that's like that's, extremely homophobic and yeah. I, to me just just messed up especially in like today's day and age that to me it's just ridiculous but yeah. I, I don't know and like on that topic i want to talk about uh Someone that is a mutual friend of mine on TikTok had posted a video about, or no, 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 excuse me, it was on Instagram, and basically her point of her post was to say that 
like there's two pictures of her body one was like relaxed one was like her flexing yeah and she was like both are beautiful and then some guy came in and dm'd her and was like uh, i prefer the face on the left but the body on the right and i dm'd her and i was like guys are literally clueless like did he not get the point at all and yeah. he didn't but that's like such a common theme is guys just don't pay attention to what the hell is going on and so many guys that like not to say women aren't confusing because sometimes they are but i think a lot of the confusion could be figured out if guys just listened well it's funny to me because like i was trying to explain this to my little brother like like if you're to ask the person i'm talking about about harry styles wearing dresses they'd be like he'd be like oh like yeah what a you know whatever homophobic slur whatever If you ask any girl, they're like, yeah, that's masculine, and that's, like, they're attracted to he's that. Embra- yeah, because he's embracing yeah. it, right? and I'm not saying you have to go wear, like, I personally wouldn't wear a dress. Not my style. I got hairy legs. I don't want to be showing that off. I got nice quads, though. We don't need... <laughs> um, but, like, I was explaining to, like, my little brother, you can... There's no set standard, like, and it's cool, like, because my girl, Callie, loves Harry Styles. Yeah, and he, she was showing me an interview... From him, and it was like, it's like, he's a cool guy, and it was an interview of him literally talking about getting, like, like robbed at knife point, or, like, three guys were trying to rob him, with, and they had all had knives, and he, like, somehow, like, like, punched the dude, and, like, ran away, and, like, got away, and, like, ran to a fan's house, and the fan, like, let him in, called the cops or whatever, but, like, it's like, you're just telling me, like, I don't know, like, there's nothing... I think that's awesome. Like, dude can wear a skirt and sucker yeah. punch a dude. Like, that's pretty <laughs> dope. I, yeah, I don't know. I think embracing it is a good thing. Yeah, and be who you are. Yeah, just be who you are. And I think, like you said, it is more attractive. But more importantly, it's just the right thing to do. And it's just such a judgmental world that we live in. And, like, it's because people are insecure that they judge people. If, like, they don't believe in the same thing. But, like, we need to get past that. It's like, just love people. If you don't agree with something, just keep your mouth closed. Like, there's no point in, like, taking someone down and making them feel like shit. Especially with what we're going through right now. It's like, the world is hard enough as it is. Why would you add to that? And I told you, it was, like, a week ago, I think. A week and a half ago, I was driving down the road. And this guy was just flipping people off. Like, he was waving with a smile and then flipping people off. And I was like, what the heck? And, like, I pulled off to the side of the road a little bit, like, a half mile down the road after that. And I was like, should I turn around and kick this guy's ass? And I was like... I was like, no, because it's not going to do anything, and it's not who I am. But I was like, I kind of want to understand where he's coming from. Like, why would you go and spread that? Like, you, you would, must really be hurting. You would kick his ass. I saw you hitting the bat. <laughs> it's just kidding. not worth it, though. It's not who I am. Like, I'm a lover, but I just hate it when people do that and just spread negativity. Like, there's just no room for it. And if you want to do it, like, keep it to yourself and, like, go work on yourself. But don't bring everyone else down because you're in a bad spot. I don't know. I'm crazy. It's just weird. Well, I just, I don't appreciate, it's just the hate. Like, when you see, like, when the Capitol is storming, there's people wearing, like, Camp Auschwitz hoodies and things like that. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's hard. People are, con- there's misinformation and people are confused. But that right there, that person is just a hateful, like, that's not a confused person. That's someone who's anti-Semitic yeah. and. And angry. Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's, that's, we need less way less of that that's bullshit Mm -hmm. like wearing i mean like i said be who you like that's the type of person who's you know gonna say like homophobic slurs to your you know like i know people who are 
gay. Like, I if that dude said something homophobic to someone that I know that's gay, like... It's impactful. Let's come kick your ass. <laughs> Except the issue is those people. Like I said, they all have guns. Yeah, they all have guns. <laughs> they all have like, guns. They'll shoot me. In my point of view, too, is like... Like I said, do whatever you want as long as you're not harming other people. And, like, when you're doing yeah. stuff like that, you are causing harm. You're hurting people. Like, wearing that sh- hoodie... Mm-hmm. that hurts, hurts people, people man there's a huge background in history to that and it's not just like i don't know it just stems really deep for a lot of people obviously so there's just no room for it i don't get it but the other thing too is that i always struggle with is like your initial reaction i was like let me kick this person's ass that's true and like i said that's not who i am and that's not who you are yeah but the problem is yeah. is when we do that like we're just as much the cause of the problem yeah because we fight fire with fire just makes more fire yeah so that's true People that are fighting the universe and people that are pissed off, if you go and try and fight that person, you're just feeding into it and it's not doing anything. Yeah. So I think, like I said, the the like, the like solution to it, because every person alive, the biggest human desire is a desire to be wanted. And I think, obviously, when you see people like that, they're hurting and they've never been loved. So as hard as it is and as annoying as it is, just loving people that are hurt, whether they accept it or not, like it will be impactful to them. So I think that's that's my answer at least. Even instead of like getting going straight to anger, because my issue is I don't like it's like to me it's like bullying like when you're wearing that mm-hmm. stuff and I don't like that. So you go to anger and it's like, but if you can go, I was actually talking to a cop at work and it was right after a guy. Um, do you remember his name is? Uh, oh shit! He has like a yeah, no, he has like a girly name. The, um, Rachel? No, it's not Rachel. <laughs> Rachel not Ra- no, no, not there. Rachel. Rachel that transitioned. No, um, no. Um, it's no. So he, he's he always stays late, like way past we close, and never leaves. And um, oh, he, not Josh. No, he runs on the track, and he was running on the track, and he, uh, wasn't wearing a mask, and these two older ladies asked him to stop, like running or like put a mask on or like just stay in a single lane. He's like zigzagging. Yeah. He, like, flips him off and tells him to, like, oh, like fuck off. And he's, I mean, he's he's older. He's, like, in his 60s. But these are, like, 85-year-old women. Yeah. And then um, the cop was talking to him. Um, he's a retired cop, so it wasn't, like, an arrest or anything. It wasn't a complaint. It was just interesting how he handled it. He was, like, kind of, like, almost shaming him, which was interesting. And not in, like, a, it was, like, you know, like, how would your mother feel about you flipping off two 85 year old women or like yeah. do you you know kind of thing where it's like just like going about it in an intelligent way to make him feel embarrassed mm-hmm. instead because this he was a big dude he could have kicked he could have you know he could have done damage but it was yeah. like instead of like going straight to anger and be like like yelling at him it was like give him context yeah and he, i was asking him after i was like like where did that come from? He's like, oh, I've been a cop for 30 years. Like, that's just how I deal with people. Like, instead of going straight to anger and, like, rage, it's like I just kind of put people in their place by, like, making them think intelligently. Usually yeah. those people who are wearing those hoodies or doing, you know, are that way, they're either super insecure or they're not that smart. So you can, like, either <laughs> target an insecurity or just, like, outwit them pretty yeah. easily. No, that's really smart because... I think it's a really good idea, too, like, when a guy cheats on a girl, to always ask them, like, is this something you would do to your mother? Or is this something, like, put yourself in the shoes of someone, if it is your mother or your sister. Yeah, your grandmother. And, like, 
even a lot of people that have been in that situation that have seen their mom get cheated on or their dad get cheated on, like they learn from that. But the people that don't, I'm like, how how can you like physically go through with that when you see the pain and like the harm that, that causes the people? Mm-hmm. But I think for a lot of people, they never thought of it that way. And so I think it's good because it really does put you in your place and make you think like, wow, if this was a family member, how would I react? Um, or if you asked a family member, how would they react to what you just did? And I think it, it works. Sometimes it's just toxic though. Like I haven't told you this story yet. It was, um, another mutual friend. Um, not like, I'm not super close with him or anything, but like kind of like a newer relationship. Mm. And so he, um, him and his new girlfriend, uh, they're at a party I want to say it was New Year's or after, like, New Year's-ish time. And some girl, I mean, drinking a lot, which is never, that's never a good excuse. Just, no matter how drunk you are, it's not a good excuse. Yeah. Um, Some girl, like, an ex-girlfriend or something came in, and, like, he turns to his girlfriend, one, and says, all my feelings have come back. Or, <laughs> not a good move. No. Um, Subtle. Well, apparently, the way the story goes, like, she walks in, she goes into his room, so it was like at his house, or like his, wherever he was renting, and this girl is in his bed with him, wearing his hoodie, and apparently they weren't like doing anything, but like, super uncomfortable for yeah. the girlfriend, like you just told Obviously. her, you just said that all my feelings have come back, and now you're sitting in a bed, your bed, with her, and she's wearing your clothing. Yeah. And then, it's just, some people are just messy, like, because that's like, they break up. I mean, which is like, you're talking about, like, cheating and how it hurts people, like, that's another level where you're just doing it in front of someone, not even, yeah. like, trying to hide it. But then, there's just, like, it's hard. People handle things in such weird ways, because then, like, they break up, and then she kisses a roommate the next day. What the heck? And then, um... They, like, hook back up, and now they're in this weird limbo, because it's, like, those, like, that toxic, like, attraction yeah. weird thing. But it's, like, how can you, can you imagine being at a party with your girlfriend and, like, sneaking away and just, like, being in your bed with another girl and she's no, wearing your clothing? I, I literally physically couldn't do that. I mean, there's no, there's no bigger, like, slap to the face, like, bigger asshole. Like, the only thing that would be worse is literally if she walked in and they were, like, fucking. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing that would be worse. Like, I just think, bro, like, it's so simple to me to, for me, I can't say it's so simple for everybody, but just to put yourself in the other person's shoes before you have an action. So, like, uh, if you're having thoughts of cheating and you're in that position, like, put yourself in the, in the shoes of your girlfriend. Or if it's a girl, put yourself in the shoes of the guy. Or whatever your relationship is. And just think of how you would feel. Like, I don't know. That's, to me, is common sense. But I don't know why people don't understand that. Like, if you wouldn't want it, like, doing to others what you want done to you. That's what you learn when you're, like, three mm-hmm. or four. I don't know why people don't live by that. It just seems so simple to me. And then to go even further, like, toxic, toxic people attract toxic people. And usually those people have been cheated on. And their justification is like, oh, well, I've been cheated on, so I can cheat on other people why is that justification it's like the opposite it's the opposite it's like you know how much that hurt you why would you want to ever do that to someone else i just i don't get that i don't think most people want to hurt people it's just a weird like like i don't think like he either of them went into that like you go into that relationship expecting the best 
But I, I would personally. I don't yeah. know if other people do. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's the hard thing. It's hard to think for other people because, like, I go into a relationship one hundred percent. Like, I yeah. want the best out of it. I'm there to. But then at the same time, like, you look at other people and you're just like, how, like, how can it be that messy? Like, how can you, like, be kissing other people's roommates and, like, literally, like, basically not, like, not physically cheating, but basically physically cheating and emotionally cheating Mm -hmm. in front of, like, in the same room as something? Like, (laughs) that's that's, even worse. I didn't even think about that, actually. next level, like... That's and, stupidity. I don't think there's any other word. Yeah, I'm not going to try to pretend and say he's the smartest person in the world. Like, I'd say... <laughs> to me, he's just dumb. Like, and there are. Like, it's like natural selection. I feel like... I, I genuinely feel there are people who just, like, we're all born with different gifts and traits and some people. Like, like I know you work your ass off. Like, I'm literally staring at your, like, dream board and, like, <laughs> your goals. And, like, I mean, it's like, you're just on a... I don't know how to put it in, like, a non-asshole way. It's like, <laughs> like I want us to be like, you're on a higher plane. Because it's like, that's someone who is so stuck in drugs and alcohol and, you know, not going, not doing anything. Like, just kind of, like, they're, it, it's a stuck person. They're not yeah. really doing anything with their life. And it's like, there's people like you who are on a, doing something and on a, <laughs> thinking and using their brain. And it's just like, it's like, well, that's where natural selection comes in. Hopefully he never procreates. Cause like, yeah. I think too, like it's really important you surround yourself with. Thank you for saying that, by the way, I appreciate it. And it is really hard to like not say it in a douchey way. Yeah. Cause but... you do the same thing, bro. Like you want to better yourself and you take those actions. Like you're not out partying every night. You're not doing that shit. Um, and it can be natural selection. Like, some people just have that. I feel blessed that I've never wanted to party. I've never wanted to do any of those things because of the way I grew up, seeing that in my family. But at the same time, some people learn it too. Like I said, like, if I would have been raised differently, uh, if I didn't have the freedom that I did, maybe mm-hmm. I would have tried drugs sooner or if I would have started drinking or whatever it was. Yeah, it's true. So I'm grateful, but I think it's just a maturity thing. It's like some people go through those things, some people don't, and then some people do just at different times. So like, who knows? That guy in yeah. in 10 years might become extremely mature and might be yeah. extremely wealthy and, and successful, but yeah, people just take different courses. So that's why I'm not judgmental of it, but I just don't understand it. Because to me, it's common sense. But yeah. I guess that's your point. Is like for some people, they get it. Some people, they don't. And it's, yeah, it's hard because it's like, I mean, when I say, when I say drugs and alcohol, like, I mean drugs and alcohol. Yeah, like, I don't mean like, like, like I was out, like I was out the other night, like for a friend's birthday and it's like people are having drinks and we're all having a good time. Like, so like people are socially drinking and talking and having fun. That's completely different than like doing, you know, getting super shit faced doing psychedelics doing coke like doing like doing some crazy drugs and doing it enough to where it's really tripping you out and then to make those decisions on top of it like i i think if you're mature enough do whatever most mature adults can drink and still function and function that was a prime example of someone who's not that mature was made some mistakes and hurt someone. Mm-hmm. So it's tough. It is tough. And like I going back to the point I made like at the beginning of the podcast, which is the common sense thing, like just listening to not just women, but listening to everyone. And that's something guys really struggle with. And it's just because they're not attentive. I don't really know what it is. I think it really stems from people being selfish. And so many guys are self-centered. 
Um, but I see that all the time where it's like, I just don't understand why women are doing what they're doing. Women are so confusing. Like I said, I'm not going to say women aren't confusing because like there are definitely tendencies that I don't understand, but I don't even think they understand it. Like understand what they're going through with their hormones and having a period, like all that stuff, your baby, your body's literally telling you it wants a baby. Like we don't have to deal with that. So I'm super empathetic towards that. And that's just one scenario, but like, I just think in general, like so many problems could be avoided if we just open our ears and listen to what the hell a girl is saying. Because typically they're telling you exactly what they want. But women test you like the reason it sounds confusing is because a woman wants you to figure it out. It shows that you care. So just pay attention to what the hell she's saying and like internalize it and give a meaningful response. And that will take you miles. You're good at that for the most part. I try. Yeah. I, 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 I try. I'm... I do my best. But. All you got to do is care. That's all it is. And, you know, but not everyone, like, we're talking about maturity. Not everyone's, like, really ready to care. It's hard. Like, we're... No, that's I mean, we're... True. I mean, we're 21 years old, respectively. So, it's like... But, like, There's that, a lot of people who, at this age, aren't, just aren't there. That should just care. be a standard, though. Like, it should You be. should just care about people, no matter what. It It should be, but it's like... I don't know if it's a lack of caring more than it is a lack of, like, I feel like you and me have both always felt mature for our age. And I think most people who are 18 to 21, it's, you care, but you're just almost, they're almost just not capable of, like you're saying, thinking about what they're doing and how it's Mm -hmm. hurting someone. It's that thought process well and that's my huge problem with like the college cycle i call it is because people justify that as like oh i'm in college i can do whatever i want no you're still talking about human beings like you have to take into account people and their emotions and the impact that what you like what you're doing how it's gonna affect them well it's weird because like if you think about it logically finding a partner who makes you want to be better in college is gonna set a better standard for your life outside of college. Like, I'm trying to think, like, I know for me, especially, like, like, I really, for me, with, like, I want to be, do well for myself, but I also, like, am thinking about that other person and, like, like, I need to get, you know, whatever it is. I need this A in this class so I can get into this program so that I can get a better job and, like, mm-hmm. create a better life for both of us. So, like, for me, that's a lot of motivation. Like, that's, yeah. I have internal motivation, but that external motivation's big, because otherwise, like, I might be like, well, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna go out tonight, Friday night, instead of staying home studying or doing whatever, and it's, that is important, and it helps, it helps me, but like you're saying, a lot of people are just like, oh, I'm just gonna join a frat, and I'm gonna drink all every weekend, and not going to do my homework if I get a 2.0 GPA, whatever, C's get degrees, like, and that's, that sets a precedent for your entire life, like, that creates who you, I mean, the way you carry yourself at every moment is going to affect the next moment in your life and set you up, hopefully, so I don't know, I think, like, the way you work hard and, you know, start, podcasts and the way you work I mean you work hard with the TikTok with your TikTok you work hard with I mean starting clothing line like someone who dabbled in starting a business a lot of fucking work and like doing all of it on top of working and it's but 
meanwhile, other people are, like, our age are just doing nothing. Like, I don't know what they're... And when I think about that, again, thank you uh, for hyping me up. But <laughs> when I think about that, like, if I didn't do anything during the day, I feel like shit. Like, if I didn't read, if I didn't uh, do my TikToks, if I didn't do something for YouTube, if I didn't do physical fitness, if I didn't do something to better myself, I feel like I'm failing. Yeah. So when I see someone that, and again, no judgment here, but this is my thought process. When I see someone that's doing nothing all day mm-hmm. and like they think they have no time, I've coached clients that are like, oh, I just don't have time. I'm like, what are you doing in the six, seven, eight hours that you're at home? Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I watch Netflix for like three hours. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me you don't have time, but you watch Netflix for three hours. So that to me, it just tells me that your goals are different. Yeah. And like, or maybe you don't know them. And I think once you pick your goals, you have to have a how to how you're going to achieve them. Mm-hmm. And people just don't understand that. A lot of people don't, not everyone, but I don't know yet. Yeah, to me, it's an odd concept. And I think people just haven't thought about it. Like if you've never done it, you can't understand it. So I think people just need to understand that people that are successful and people that get places in this life, like they put in a lot of fucking time and effort. Almost mental toughness. Like, and and I... that too. Like, you've got to persevere, and you got to be consistent. And you got to work smarter, not just harder, too. Because there's a lot of people in this world that work their ass off, and they're broke. Yeah. So you have to be able to apply your knowledge. Well, like, I go back... I keep going back to my little brother, because, actually, I fucking love my little brother. (laughs) Shout out to Jack. Yeah, he's he's hilarious, and uh, he's been... I mean, he... Like, you know, we've talked about He's had insane anxiety, like, to Mm -hmm. the point where if he was home alone, he'd rate had full panic attacks cry run to the neighbor's house like really bad anxiety and within the last six months of me kicking his ass in the gym one he's strong as hell he's he's stronger than he's a freshman in high school and he's stronger than the seniors in high school on the football team i'm like i'm like it's it's been huge for his confidence and his mental health like he's a lot he's a lot more mentally tough just from like it's like the person that you always go back to is like David Goggins. He's always mm-hmm. like embrace the suck and like yeah. do these hard things. And he never he never talks about running a hundred miles as a physically difficult thing. It's mentally it's mental. tough. Yeah. Totally. And him as a super successful person is extremely mentally tough. And I think like you're saying, all these successful people, it's that mental toughness and doing things like Physical exercise is almost a way of, like, training your physical mental toughness in the sense that you're, like, it sucks. Running two miles is not necessarily fun. (laughs) It makes you feel better after, but it's not necessarily fun, but you have to be mentally strong to do it, like, training like that. I was just thinking about this today, actually, because after my run, I was thinking about something that The Rock said, uh, Dwayne Johnson, in other words, but he always said uh, that working out was, like, his anchor. So like he wakes up at four in the morning, he goes and lives, and then he does cardio for an hour. That's he's insane. worked out twice before most people can wake up. Yeah. And he said, he's like, that's been my anchor to success is like, because you learn so much through the physical side that it helps you mentally because you have to be consistent, you have to be patient, and you have to work your ass off. One who makes more movies and works harder in Hollywood than The Rock. Dude That's makes what I'm saying, so but many it was, movies and works his ass off in his career. Yeah, yeah, but like it was a direct correlation. I was thinking today, like if you look at when he was the very like low tier of his acting career, he was still really physically fit. But compared to where he's at now, he's like it was a direct correlation. He went from making shitty movies to being like the highest paid actor in the world 
number one most successful man. He was on the cover of uh, Men's Health, and then the Stud other one where he was man. like, yeah, he was the most attractive man in America, and like all that, his body just transitioned. Like he went from here to I know you guys can't see me, but like up here, it was crazy. And then his movies got better. Yeah. So it was like his physical fitness was in direct correlation with like his mental toughness, but also his career. And like he just became so much more successful. So I think, like you said, like it sucks. No one wants, most people don't want to go run. And even people that run marathons, the reason most of them do it is because it is a test. Mm-hmm. It's not like most people hate running. I hate running, but I do it because like I feel so much better afterwards. And it's a test for me. Like if you can push through that, that's probably the hardest part of your day. So when you go and do something else, it's, you perceive it as easy, mm-hmm. even if it does suck. So that's why I, like a big reason for me training because I just feel like it's the anchor for everything else I do in my life. So yeah. I agree with that 100%. Well, it's hard. I know one thing I've noticed that's really amazing is more, like I know a lot of, it's a lot of mostly women listen to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Girls Shout are, out to the ladies. Yeah, girls are lifting weights and training and thinking about being physically healthy for their mental health. Probably for the one of the first times, like this probably last five to ten years so this last decade mm-hmm. probably in female human history i mean human history men are men are more are working out more too but it's like i think that's an awesome thing like we're saying it's that mental fortitude because that's what gets you through it. and with if you have anxiety or depression like i mean jack had really bad anxiety and he says he doesn't have anxiety anymore yeah that helped me a months. ton too dude. yeah i i've dealt with anxiety since i was a kid like if i'm in the house i get really bad anxiety mm-hmm. and if i'm not doing anything so like i'll even to this day like if i'm in the house even if i'm being productive and then i stop my anxiety gets really bad and might have that that might be like add too but i'll literally go to the grocery store and just get a drink because like that for me is an escape and then obviously the most the thing that helps me the most is physical fitness. So that helped me a ton. So if I ever feel anxious, I just need to work out pretty much. Yeah. No, when I'm upset, the only issue is when I'm like upset, like something happens in my life that upsets me, I might take physical fitness a little too far. That's when I like beat. It's more like that's maybe a little unhealthy. It's like when I'm like, I'm try- almost like trying to get myself so just exhausted that it's like, nothing can phase you because yeah. you can like work yourself to a point where it's like you're so tired it's like no outside force is gonna yeah hit you no that's that doesn't true, happen too. very often that's extreme <laughs> that's like i get what you're saying though like you can take it too far for sure but i think it's a great i don't even want to call it a coping mechanism because it can really like cure it like from where my anxiety was a year ago to now it was pretty crazy and like that's in direct correlation to my daily habits and then physical fitness too yeah it's been a huge boost and running honestly because i like i never used to run and my mom she ran marathons um competitively like she ran the san francisco marathon i think she ran three or four other ones so she was a beast and i hated it she always tried to get me to do it and then when i was 20 i started doing it and it was just what i told you it was like when i was done it was such a good mental test and i felt so much better and like they said there's a runner's high and i don't think you really experience that until you do it for a while but once you hit that, it's just like bliss. Like it's so mm-hmm. calm and you can just like really, really focus mentally on whatever it is that you need to. So I think that will help a lot of people. For the people that have anxiety that always ask me what to do, I like I would, for me personally, say go to physical fitness. It'll help you a ton. 
Yeah, no, that's what I do. We always talk, we always land on physical fitness. I know. No matter what we start with, it always gets yeah. to physical fitness. It's because it's important. It is important. It's super important. Mm-hmm. On that topic, I was watching a Joe Rogan thing today where mm-hmm. it was talking about uh, kind of body shaming, but this girl that was on the cover of Health Magazine, she was like obese. Yeah. And I just want to get your thoughts on it. I'll share mine real quick. Mm-hmm. I really believe, especially with this clothing line that I'm doing and building a community, like you should really love yourself where you're at, but you also have to be realistic and be like, you know, where I'm at isn't healthy. If you're obese, I don't think that's something that you should be promoting on a health magazine because it's not good. Like that person could die. It would like to me, not to say these are the exact same because they're not. But if you went and promoted drugs on the cover of a magazine, mm-hmm. you're promoting being unhealthy. And being obese is not healthy. That person should not be where they're at. And it, like understanding that is okay and saying they need to improve. But I do not think that's something that should be promoted. It's interesting because like, Joe Rogan talks a lot. It's, it's, it's a balance. So it's, he, he, has an intre- he has a perspective that, one, is funny because he's a comedian. He, he has the friend Burt Kreischer. Have you ever seen Burt Kreischer or his comedy Her, or anything? Yeah, I don't know. Um, he's, he's, he's fat. He's mm-hmm. a fat dude. He just parties a lot. He's you know middle-aged man. He's overweight. And Joe Rogan's a beast. Like He works out hard. Yeah. And he, um, every time he sees like Burt, he like... It's different because they're friends. It'd be like, be like if I got fat, I would want someone like you to be like, yo, you fat fuck, like, let's go for a run or like, start get slap the milkshake out of my hand or whatever. Like, but it's different when you're like my friend and like he, he will fat shame Bert because he wants him to not die. Yeah. And sometimes being giving it a push and just being a real friend like dude you're fucking fat you're gonna die is good but then there's the line where like but you shouldn't be the person who's on the internet calling people fat and bullying people because that's when it's bullying and bullying's bullying someone's not okay no not at all and that's an interesting i don't know if i've ever heard him talk about that but that's my personal stance is like if i have a friend who's like needs i mean and it's different too like it's fun to talk shit like yeah i have i you've never met sydney sydney's like the funniest one of the best people i've known like she all my gretchen sydney anish all of them are amazing people but sydney i was wearing this um it's like a teal thermal like kind of michael b jordan vibes like how he always wears like crew necks yeah and uh, I get in the car, I get in her car, and she goes, Night, first thing, goes, nice girl sweater, Sam. And I was <laughs> laughing so hard because, like, that's when you know you have a real, like, a good friend when they can just, like, be like, nice girl sweater, bro. And um, and then, you know, Gretchen's like, I think it looks good. And she's like, I think it looks good, too. But she just wants to, yeah, you know, she's just giving you me. shit. Yeah. And that's, like, when you're a friend and I can, you know, be like... Dante, you tall motherfucker. How's the weather up there? <laughs> Whatever. Like, yeah. Because you know I love you, so it's different. It's not like me actually bullying you. It's me like just playing around. And I think, yeah. But pulling it full circle, yes. Do I think people should go online and make fun of that woman for being obese? No, but should should you put... Should you put a 
severely over not even just that's what i'm saying it's not normal like it's not even normal like people can be like five ten pounds overweight and not obese and just like be soft not have like you know rock hard body yeah and that's fine promote 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 normal at or normality exactly but don't promote a disease that kills that's what i'm saying that's my point and i want to come at it from a different i think i said it like really harshly Love your body no matter where you're at. Mm-hmm. My point is just saying, like, if you're obese, like, you can die. That's not something that should be promoted because it's it's extremely unhealthy. Well, and people shouldn't be... can die. It kills millions of people. It kills millions of people. And you shouldn't be dry, like, you shouldn't be striving for that and being like, oh, this is comfortable. No, it's not. It's the same thing as giving kids eight-place trophies. Like, you're going yeah. to cripple that child because you're going to tell them that being mediocre is just okay. And if you have that mentality in life, you're going to get fucking crushed. And I'm sorry if it's harsh, but that's, it's just the truth. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with being like overweight, like nothing wrong with that. I think that's more normal than being completely shredded, to be honest with you, because it's not healthy to be completely shredded. No, <laughs> it's like your testosterone as a guy, your testosterone levels are going to be low. You're going to get terrible fucking sleep. That's You're going to be moody bad. all the time. You're going to be tired all the time. Like all that stuff has a huge impact. Um, so there's nothing wrong with being overweight. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think we should promote that and tell people you should be comfortable where you're at. But if it's unhealthy and you have a chance of dying, we shouldn't promote that. Well, it's just weird that like, well, it's it's the beauty industry because before all you saw was anorexic women. Right. And now all you see is obese women. It's like, where's... Where's the you, balance? Yeah. And I think that's really what we need to have is like an understanding that you should love where you're at. You can always improve. But we shouldn't promote things that are unhealthy because being anorexic isn't healthy and being obese isn't healthy. Like you should be at a point where you can live your life and sustain functionality. And you don't have to be shredded to do that. If you want to do that, by all means, go for it. It's like just, that's where I'm at. I want to be as shredded as possible, but that's just how I live my lifestyle. Yeah. Well, it's just weird because like you look at pictures from like the 70s or 80s and like no one's fat. No one's, mm-hmm. no one's obese. But also no one's like in insane shape but it's like it's more normality like people are people are normal and i think it's awesome like i love so like i love the pursuit of having a six-pack looking good but also at the same time like there is value you said you can't be that way all the time yeah like what i try and do i honestly don't promote like being as shredded as possible because like i said it has a huge impact on your life I personally do it because I just like the way I look when I do that, and it's a goal for me to chase. It takes a lot of time. Like, it and takes yeah, commitment. It's, it's it a takes, shit ton of work. takes that mental fucking fortitude. Yeah, exactly. Do it. That's yeah. why I do it. Like, I always like to fail, which sounds crazy, but that's just a mentality I have. Like, I like to do really hard shit. So that's why I'm doing it, uh, but I wouldn't promote that, honestly. Being physically fit, absolutely, but being super shredded, not something I... Unless you want to compete, I wouldn't promote it. Yeah. But anyways, coming full circle to my point about the the body thing is like, absolutely love where you're at. I just don't think that we should promote. And this goes for men too. It's definitely not just women. Because guys, and that's a whole other topic, is guys have a lot of pressure to look a certain way too. But I think the problem is, is a lot of guys put that pressure on themselves. And I talked about that in the past is like, yeah, society does put it on you. But the only way it's going to affect you is if you accept it. So for me, like I don't. Yeah. I know what I want. And, like, whatever the industry says, whatever. It is what it is. Um, but I understand, like, a lot of guys are really insecure, and they think a woman wants a certain body type. And most women that I've met don't want a guy that has, like, a shredded six-pack. Like, they just want <laughs> someone takes care of himself. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It's just hard. We're all insecure. Like, we all have our 
things that we deal with and I think that's one reason I really liked the boxing is everyone has a fear of getting hit in the face. I don't care mm-hmm. who you are. If you get someone tries to punch you in the face, it's scary. It it's no matter, you know, if you're Mike Tyson or whoever, it's it's scary. So like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to boost that mental toughness and like one, it's physically fun. It's been a big confidence boost and like I can get hit in the face and it'll be okay and guess what I can hit you back in the face twice as hard yeah no it's huge so that's cool but it's like doing things that boost your confidence not it doesn't have to be fighting fighting's not for everyone but yeah. it's like um lifting weights is gonna be a huge confidence boost cause you're gonna like the way you look you're gonna be bigger and stronger you're gonna feel better your body's gonna move better um running just is gonna be a confidence boost any anything like that so finding something that helps you with your confidence and not leaning into things that are and causing an issue like how we were talking about like playing video games 12 hours a day isn't gonna boost your real world confidence it'll boost your video game confidence but like you're gonna step outside and be someone who plays video games 12 hours a day and you're gonna look like that you're gonna feel like that Mm -hmm. and your confidence is gonna be you know basically nothing so it's like doing things that make you uncomfortable boost your confidence it can be really small it can be as small as you know trying to run a mile can be as small as just going into a gym and that's intimidating and scary for a lot of people yep i was there um yeah i don't know like it doesn't have to be insane maybe next maybe next if fighting gets boring and start jumping out planes on <laughs> take it to the ultimate extreme Real extreme no but no but i think your point like to your point is saying that just setting goals and achieving them whether that be physical or not is just it's important like it's a huge confidence boost and it's the same thing with confidence in general not just in any certain area but like just doing things enough and failing in them so you can gain experience that's what gives you confidence but understanding that it's not failure just because you didn't succeed in it it's only failure if you accept it and then you quit. Like, you can always learn something when you fail. And I think that's what people need to understand is, like, just because you went and tried to run a mile and you didn't get it that first time, it's okay. Just keep going at it. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people quit. It's like, I can't. They look at someone that's been doing it for a long time and they're like, okay, well, this person can bench press 245 pounds. They go in the gym once and they can't even hit a plate. They're like, oh, I quit. Understand that that person had to do a lot of work to get there. And you just don't see it. You just see where they're at now. So people compare themselves with, you know, unrealistic comparisons. And it just crushes your confidence. So just be where you are and stop focusing on other people. And in doing that, I think you'll improve yourself a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's true. And I just think people compare themselves too much. And I think people, I think you do need to be hard on yourself. Um, and I'm someone that's very hard on myself, but you also have to love yourself more than anyone else. And that's a fine balance for sure. It's something I had to learn and I'm still working on, but you have to be your biggest supporter for sure. But be realistic with yourself. Like I'm not healthy. Um, I'm not taking care of my mental health either. I'm not doing anything to improve myself. Like be realistic. And if you need like get external, um, uh, input too. like ask people if there's, like your closest friends or your mom or your dad be like, what are three things you think that I could work on that will improve my life? Cause those are the people that are going to be honest with you that love you and care about you. So they're going to come from a loving place. Um, 
and and go from there. I know I did that when I first started like two years ago, my whatever you want to call it, health and wellness journey. Um, I asked my mom, I was like, what are three things you think I could really improve on? And she told me honestly. I was like, well, there you go. Someone that loves me more than anyone in the world, so I'm going to trust her opinion. That's actually, that's really good advice. I should probably <laughs> do that. No, it's scary too because you're yeah. like, man, because you, people don't want to hear that. Like, what do I suck at or what do I need to improve in? But like I said, those people are coming from a loving place. Why would they not give you, like, it's in their best interest yeah. to help you because it's going to impact them too. And I remember, I still have it written down somewhere actually in a notebook in here, what my mom told me. And uh, I started working on that stuff a lot. And then you become conscious of it and like you can catch yourself. Like, oh, maybe I'm not empathetic enough when someone talks about their problems. And then you can catch yourself in the moment and be like, okay, I should approach this a little differently. So I definitely recommend you guys do that. No, that's a really good advice. The only example I guess I'd have of that is, like I think we've talked about it before, is how I would, like I'm confident, but when I would feel insecure it would become egotistical. Yeah, like you can and become Callie, narcissistic. Yeah, and yeah. Callie talked to me about that and kind of put that... I remember she talked to me about that, actually. Yeah, she put that into perspective for me where it was like, like, I didn't think I was doing that. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, you're, you're a narcissist, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. And when she, she says that, I start realizing it. I had to think introspectively, like, wow, I'm just not confident in what's happening and I feel bad so I'm using this as like a way to make myself feel better and it's not okay yeah and you're bringing other people down too yeah it's even if it's not bringing other people down it just makes me look gross <laughs> yeah and that's, that's what a douche does and that's why it's like I think it's so awesome to do things that boost your confidence because that is the it is just lack of confidence is why people act out and treat people that way and do mm-hmm. those things. And you, that is a really good point because the people who are closest to you will tell you the truth. And like, if I'm sure if I asked my mom, she'd rip me three. <laughs> Your mom's pretty upfront. Yeah, I'm sure she would tell you. She would give me some stuff and it's hard because you don't want to hear negative things about yourself. Like, but just don't view it as a negative. That's my point. Yeah. Like it's a loving thing. So be like you said people don't want to hear those things because it's like oh this is what i'm doing wrong but take it as a place as like how can i improve or where can i improve not what am i doing wrong yeah well sometimes it has to be and sometimes your things that other people perceive as weaknesses can be strengths like totally my family tells me all the time that i'm super obsessive and Mm -hmm. i am very obsessive like everyone can probably tell I keep going back to the boxing because now I'm obsessed I keep Mm -hmm. I've been doing it a ton like now when I go to the gym I like only watch old boxing matches and UFC fights and like that can to some people that's like could be unhealthy but that's what's made me do homework all night on a Friday night and pass tests or get or like get really into lifting weights or running or whatever it is and I think like for me, even though it might not be the healthiest thing for everyone, I do appreciate how obsessive I am because it helps me with certain specific things. Yeah. I've been told the exact same thing from my mom. Actually, it was one of her things is like you're too hard on yourself mm-hmm. when you really like something. But if you look at like the most successful people in the world, you do have to be obsessed and almost kind of crazy. Yeah. But there's a balance of like making sure you still take care of yourself, which yeah. I think you do. 
Lucky so, enough, my obsessions seem to be healthy. Yeah, and it's healthy stuff. Yeah. And uh, I talked about why I don't do uh, drugs. And one of my things is because like, if I ever tried it, I'm a very obsessive personality mm-hmm. that I might become obsessed with it. Yeah. And I, I know I have enough control where I wouldn't, but it still scares me. But I'm the same way, dude. Like, as soon as I find something new that I really like, I start researching it like crazy. Mm-hmm. I watch YouTube videos. Yeah. I read books about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It's a good it's, feeling. No, it's good. And then you learn so much about that subject and that topic. And I always talk about that for people that are like, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, learn something new. If you want to, like, learn how to cook. Or, you know, like, if you want to study... I don't know. Stocks. That's a good example. Yeah, I love go... stocks. Come yeah. I'll, I'll I studied yeah. stocks for like five hours last weekend in mm-hmm. one day. I just started going and I like once you gravitate towards it, yeah. you're like, oh, this is cool. And you're gaining knowledge that's applicable and like it can make you money and yeah. you can apply it to your real world. It's like, oh, this is cool. And you feel like you're doing something. So I would just say like learn something new. It's fun. It's awesome. I, God, what did I I started trading stocks basically a year ago today, and now I make more money from my portfolio than I do from working. <laughs> Isn't that <laughs> and that's what's possible, as I'm saying. It's, it's kind of... I, I don't make a lot of money. I'm a college student. <laughs> but to put it in perspective, he yeah. still makes more from that on his job. So um, that's cool. It's it's fun. Well, it's... Yeah, like you're saying, you're... Yeah, I love that you're... Because finances... I was talking about... How much time do we have? Ten. Okay. Uh, we're talking about... So, like, doing the real estate class, so, like, now that I'm doing the, just trying to get the real estate license over mm-hmm. winter break, they were talking about, um, student, like, lots of different, so, like, the 2008 mortgage, right, like, the subprime loans and how that crashed the economy, and, um, they are talking about student loans, and just, it was really interesting to me, because, like, for me, just being someone who's not content with not doing anything made me want to do the real estate license. And by doing that, I've learned and absorbed all this knowledge about, uh, student loans, loan, just housing loans. And I think like you're saying, reading and educating yourself, whether it's stocks or real estate or whatever is going to improve your life. Cause I've learned like, like student loans are evil but the issue is it, they prey on human psychology. They give you the option yeah. to pay the least am- amount of principal off. And if you don't pay the highest amount of principal, the interest rate, you'll be paying interest rates on your loans forever. Forever. So it's like you could pay your loan off in five years. But they give you the easiest way of doing it, the but, least amount of money. Yeah, so they're going to be like, here, pay $100 a month instead of 350 a month. But if you pay a hundred a month, you're gonna pay a hundred dollars till you die. Yeah. But if you pay three fifty, you'll pay it off for six or seven years. Yeah. But people aren't, and just people, and that's it's not it's not an like intelligence thing because these are people who are doctors, these are nurses, lawyers, people who are doing this. They're just not educated in the right area, and they don't yeah. have that. They're not thinking it through. So it's like what you're saying, like. Most people are really scared of the stock market and for you to just like research it and get into something that's scary, doing something that's scary because it is scary to put your money in the stock market and be like, could I lose all this money? Mm. But you're learning about it and asking the right questions and it's going to work out. And But it's yeah. improved confidence and your quality of life by doing something hard and scary. Totally. And I think 
there's better areas to put your money in a, in a lot of ways. I'd rather put my money towards real estate than stocks if I didn't have any. You still have, have so much money. Yeah, and then once you have a lot of money, you can invest in the stocks. I was fortunate that I do have some money laying around, so I put it into stocks just to kind of play around with it like it was money I didn't need. So And, and I've grown. I've made money on it already, so. Hell yeah. That was cool <laughs> in a very short amount of time, too. But um, to your point, yeah, it's like just trying new things and then also the uneducated thing. That go, it's not just student loans. It's like everything. If you look at like your car payments and your insurance, like there's so many ways to save money that they're not going to tell you. I actually saw a really cool thing the other day. Uh, it was about if you won the lottery, you have two options. You can take the upfront, yep. which was uh, $60 million. Dollars. Oh, Jesus. Well, this is just the example. Okay. $60 million. But if you took it in incremental payments, mm. so you get paid annually, it starts low. And then as you keep going, it gets bigger and bigger. And so he said, if you took the money up front, you'd have $60 million and that's it. If you took the incremental payments, you'd make like 120 million over the course of it. So it's more than double. But if you take the 60 million and you put it all in a bank and make 5% on it, you'll make like $240 million in the same amount of time that you would have made waiting for the 120. Well, and it's... Which is just, it's, you're making it stunt money, so... Yeah, well, it's hard to... When it comes, I mean, everyone's different. So, like, if you're getting that money up front, if you're someone like you or me, you're immediately thinking assets, 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 invest, invest, housing, invest. stocks, yeah. whatever. And yeah, like, I I made 120% return this year on stocks. So, I could have made an extra $60 million in a year yeah. if I would have invested that money the same exact way I did this year. <laughs> and I would have. But- yeah. People just don't get that. That's what I'm saying. If you don't know the numbers, no one's going to like know the difference between, oh, if I take $60 million now, then I make less. But if I take 120 I have more. But really, if you take the $60 million, you can make a shit ton more money. But people don't know those things because you don't know the math. If you use but, it right. Yeah, to your point, you just have to be educated in the space and learn about it. So that's my entire point is just study these things, get educated, and understand that the system we live in is not meant to benefit you in a lot of ways. Or even if you put like we always – I mean – we love dividends. If you put $60 million into a, into a dividend portfolio, say you chose like six to eight stocks so that it's a little diversified, say your average dividend payouts, let's go 5% because it gives me an easier number to work with. Mm-hmm. You're making $3 million a year on you're, dividends. You're doing nothing. And the crazy thing about dividends is it's capital gains tax, which if you guys don't know, you only pay 15% on. The federal, depending on when you pull out. Depending on when you pull yeah. out. Federal gains tax is 28% and then state tax, depend, if you live in California. It's 40% total. Yeah. You're roughly. basically paying around 35 to 40%. So if you were making money off dividends alone, you're going to also save another around 30% in taxes that you don't have to pay. Yeah. And then capital gains taxes. Now, in this scenario, you do have to pay capital gains taxes if you only make $250,000 in capital gains ta- in capital gains you don't have to pay any tax on it. Yeah. So yeah, 3 million I mean but yeah, who can't live on 3 million dollars exactly. a year? Exactly. So I'm saying especially if you're broke and you're in the lottery. But also too, let's just say you put in the S&P 500 which has an annual return of 7.5%. Yeah. You put even if you don't put all 60, you just put 5 million in there and make 7.5% of 5 million, which whatever the math is, I'm not good at math, but <laughs> I know numbers, but I'm terrible at math. But you can, like, just keep that money in there. It'll, over time, the compound interest, like, by the time you're 50, if you want to live in your 30, you're going to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. 
but people yeah. just don't get those things. Well, you'd probably almost be a billionaire if you had sixty million. If you had sixty, dollars. yeah, if you put it you'd all. You'd be there. a billionaire, but I mean, that's the crazy thing is, that's all. I mean, now those are huge numbers we're working with. Yeah, they're massive. But even if you put in a lower scale, it's like, I just think you have to understand how the system works. So I remember when I started studying stocks like a year and a half ago. I was like, what the hell are capital gains taxes? What are dividends? What's like, what's an IPO? I didn't understand any of it. But literally, if you just take a day and study for like four, even if you study for like three hours, you'll start mm-hmm. to pick up on things um, and understand the verbiage and like the numbers and the taxes and that's all the, that stuff. That's the funny thing is it's super basic, but people, it's hard because like if people aren't encouraging you. You, you're either going to be in one or two camps. You're either going to come from a family that's like, yeah, you need to invest money, which would be <laughs> totally. my family now. Yeah. Like if I had kids, I'm definitely going to have them investing. Um, or you come from a camp that's like, stock market's evil. That's how you lose all your money. Like, And it's hard because you have to do the research for yourself. But like Dante's saying that if you don't know what the S&P 500 is, it's a compile. It's a... Uh, it's like, I don't even know how many stocks. There's a ton of different it's a, companies yeah, it's like an index, compiled right? into one, and it tracks all those companies and gives you an like an average return from every company. Like Tesla's in the S&P 500 now. There's just a bunch of giant companies. They're usually industrials. Um, and like he's saying, the average return pre-invested, reinvested dividends is 7% a year. Your money in a bank, sitting in a bank, is what like I don't 1. know half 5 a, right now. If that, yeah, half well, that's percent. actually pretty high right now. Yeah, like half a percent of your money sitting in a bank. Yeah. So if you are putting money into the S and P five hundred, you're getting the seven and a half plus. If you reinvest dividends, um, they're being paid out to you. I think it's like a twelve percent annual return, something like that. Yeah. It returned like eighteen or twenty percent this year. Like, I mean, it's. It's kind of honestly so easy. It's as simple as you want to make it. Like, just put your money in an S and P five hundred index fund, and you'll make you'll make money seven percent. Yeah, but it's the mental toughness. I feel like because you have to be willing to be like, put your money aside and not touch it. Yeah, it'd be a lot easier for me to take all my money out and go buy a new car or do whatever I want. But by letting it re- sit there. It's actually working for me. And that's the biggest thing. That's how the richest people stay rich is they have money working for them and not working for the money. But you have to put your money in areas that it can grow, whether that be real estate, um, investing, like uh, like angel investing, investing into companies early on, startups. I wish I could have to do that. Yeah, which you have to have a lot of money to do, but you obviously get there. Everyone gets there differently. but um, And then stocks too. Stocks, as I said, that's usually the last avenue for people to make money. Uh, once you have it, you can invest more of it, which you can make a lot more money. But there's two sides. Like you can start investing into uh, the stock market early if you just have the extra money, or you can wait. So totally up to you. If you have some extra money, I'd recommend you just just play with it. Yeah. Like if you've got two hundred bucks that you know you don't really need, do your research on stocks. Understand how they work. Fifty two week low, fifty two week high. Look at all those things. Understand them, and then you know maybe just put like. I don't know, buy like three shares of a company and just see if it goes up or down and just play around with it and get familiar with it. So in the future, you know what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, 
Oh, I wish this was we were doing this like a couple months ago. Because if you would have bought, if you guys <laughs> would have bought in March, you'd be rich right now. If I would have bought Neo, we have thirty seconds. If I would have bought Neo, um, uh, two months ago, I would have thousands of dollars in my yeah. in that account right now. If I would have bought just Pinterest, like four months ago, I'd be close to six figures. Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys, we got fifteen seconds. Money's fun to yeah. talk about. Just don't let it consume you. But go check out stocks if you'd like to. I love you all. Sam loves you all. Uh, Go check him out on Instagram. Peace, love, happiness. See you guys later. Bye.